The Greenwood Shrift by Robert McCaroline Southey From The Junior Classics Volume 10 Part 2 Poems Old and New Read for LibriVox Recording by John Rushton Outstretched beneath the leafy shade Of Windsor's forest deepest glade A dying woman lay Three children round her stood And there went up from the green wood A woeful wail that day O oh, mother, was the mingled cry, O oh, mother, mother, do not die and leave us all alone. My blessed babes, she tried to say, but the faint accents died away in a low and sobbing moan. And then, life struggling hard with death, and fast and strong she drew her breath, and up she raised her head, and peering through the deep wood maze, with a long, sharp, unearthly gaze, Will she not come? she said. Just then the parting bows between, a little maid's light form was seen, all breathless with her speed. And following close a man came on, a portly man to look upon, who led a panting steed. Mother, the little maiden cried, aware she reached the woman's side and kissed her cold clay cheek. I have not idled in the town, but long went wandering up and down, the minister to seek. They told me here, they told me there, I think they mocked me everywhere. And when I found his home, and begged him on my bended knee to bring his book and come with me. Mother, he would not come. I told him how you dying lay, and could not go in peace away without the minister. I begged him, for dear Christ his sake, but oh, my heart was fit to break. Mother, he would not stir. So though my tears were blinding me, I ran back, fast as fast could be, to come again to you. And here, close by, this squire I met, who asked so mild, what made me fret? And when I told him true, I will go with you, child, he said. God sends me to this dying bed. Mother, he's here, hard by. While thus the little maiden spoke, the man, his back against an oak, looked on with glistening eye. The bridle on his neck hung free, with quivering frank and trembling knee pressed close his bonny bay. A statelier man, a statelier steed, never on Green's ward pace, I read, than those stood there that day. So while the little maiden spoke, the man, his back against an oak, looked on with glistening eye, and folded arms, and in his look, something that, like a sermon book, preached all is vanity. But when the dying woman's face turned towards him with a witsful gaze, he stepped to where she lay, and kneeling down, bent over her, saying, I am a minister, my sister, let us pray. And well, without an book or stall, God's words were printed on his soul. Into the dying ear he breathed, Twas were an angel's strain, That things that unto life pertain, And death's dark shadows clear. He spoke of sinners lost estate, In Christ's renewed, regenerate, Of God's most blessed decree, That not a single soul shall die Who turns repentant with a cry, Be merciful to me. He spoke of trouble, pain, toil, Endured but for a little while, in patience, faith, and love, sure in God's own good time to be exchanged for an eternity of happiness above. Then, as the spirit ebbed away, he raised his hands and eyes to pray that peaceful it might pass. And then the orphan's sobs alone were heard, and they knelt, every one, close round on the green grass. Such was the sight their wandering eyes beheld, in heart-struck mute surprise, who reined their courses back, just as they found the longer stray, who, in the heat of chase that day, had wandered from their track. But each man reined his pouring steed, 
and lighted down, as if agreed, in silence at his side, and there, uncovered all, they stood. It was a wholesome sight and good, that day for mortal pride. For the noblest of the land was that deep-hushed, bareheaded band, and, central in the ring, by the dead pauper on the ground, her ragged orphans clinging round, knelt there appointed king. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.